welcome to the weekly cooldown. I, of course, am your host, Kami Jace, for another episode. It is, I don't know, it it's probably March 17th when this comes out because podcast updating software is pretty slow, but I'm going to say it's March 16th. Uh, welcome to the show. We're nearly out of the first quarter for video games. Um, so things are really kind of picking up. Uh, PAX East is this month. Uh, there's a lot, a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, in particular, uh, the, so some of the a lot going ons is, uh, people wanting to kind of replace Steam or, or become a, become a competitor to Steam. Um, so we'll talk a bit about that in a moment. And, uh, also, uh, recently it came out that the Left 4 Dead studio Turtle Rock uh, is coming back with a new shooter, a new zombie shooter. So we'll talk about that as well. But of course, before we talk about any of that, I have a guest. I have a guest. Be it's my me. Guest. Be my guest. It's Marcy. I'm back for another one. Yes. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Uh, Marcy, thank you for uh, coming on the show at such a last minute uh, uh, t- time. Time. <laughs> You're welcome. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's so nice to have you on. Um, as always, we're going to play a quick game to get to know Marcy a little bit better. Um, this game I'm actually kind of stealing um, from uh, Nano Pierogi on Twitter uh, and and on Twitch. Uh, follow them if you don't already. Um, they posted. Uh, something on Twitter that I, I I just loved, and I wanted to make it a game on the show. So oh uh, I I don't have a name for it. Maybe I'll call it the Nano Pierogi Game, um, <laughs> just because that seems appropriate. Um, so Nano Pierogi posted on Twitter. Uh, I've been thinking about this. If you were an NPC in Stardew, what would be the gifts that a player could give you that would win your love? Uh, or that you would love. So uh, they listed five items. I'm going to say give us four items. Okay. Marcy, that a player could give you and you would just absolutely love and your little love ticker would go up on the on the, on the the game. All right. Well, I, I think uh, one, one good thing would be uh, a, uh, a JRPG art book. Oh, I always, always love those. I've started a, a very small collection and uh, they always bring me much joy to flip through. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. That's one. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I always like uh, receiving little novelty instruments as a, as a sound novelty designer and, and musician. That's Any, awesome. Anything that can make fun sounds. Like a like a like a little ukulele. Sure, or anything, you know, down to like a uh small kalimba or a a kazoo, I suppose would even would Sam even recently play. got what uh I think it's a shamisen, the two string oh, thing. Oh no, he got an erhu. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't oh, okay, know. if somebody gave me a shamisen, I would fall he- head over heels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, know uh, instruments. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fun one because it, mm-hmm. it uh, it's got this this bow that's just uh, the airhu specifically has a bow that's just suspended between two strings, right? 
and it just kind of lives there. Mm-hmm. So he was. Uh, he, I think, I'm pretty sure he took a video of him trying to play it, and it was just, <laughs> it was really cool. You, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that he didn't or did know what he was doing, but I was like, "That's so awesome! I want one now." <laughs> yes, and apparently, you can get them for not super large amounts of money mm, not Whereas super large amounts of money definitely have looked into shamisons and they do generally go for as i said super large amounts of money super large amounts of money <laughs> uh, um what's your okay. third item third item um hmm. <clears throat> i'll say uh I I uh I always appreciate uh well hmm. now, see I'm I'm such a I'm such a hard time looking within myself and <laughs> figuring out what I like. Look deep I have within. a mind to just talk about the soda I'm drinking right now. Okay, so should we add soda to your list? Soda. <laughs> I don't really drink much soda, but I love <laughs> I love Doctor B from H E B. Doctor B. Yes, it's the only Dr. Pepper clone that I actually like, and I don't like wow. Dr. Pepper either. Wow. And, uh, it's, uh, I had it one time when I visited Austin, Texas in 2012, and I loved it, and then I kept thinking about it, and then I moved here. And I haven't yet gotten tired of it. Hmm, interesting. So maybe we'll add soda to that, like, not the, <laughs> not the like, "Quote unquote like list where you give sure. it to the character and they're just like, all right, I guess. Yeah, it raises it. It raises the affection stat, but not by a lot. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's like, wow, this is really great. This is the only soda I like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you possibly have one more for us? Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Uh. <clears throat> Give me a cool t-shirt. A cool t-shirt. I am like, I just, if Dr. B is my lifeblood. <laughs> Life no, blood. I don't. I, I was going to try to make a metaphor here. and It just, mm. it just isn't happening. Stick the landing. I'm a, uh, I'm a jeans and t-shirts kind of person. Mm. Through and through. And uh, I always like having more fun things to wear. I agree. A cool that t-shirt. Can show what a nerd I am all mm-hmm. the time. I have one of my cool t-shirts that I always wear, especially on stream, is my Domo shirt that I've had mm-hmm. since I was in high school, like early high school, like of course. eighth or ninth grade. And so it's got, you know, the two Domo eyes and then his huge mouth across like the stomach area. And that's... Whatever, whatever happened to him? I don't see him around these days. He got pushed out for anyone else in Japan because <laughs> that's just how we roll, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> Boy, I, does that bring me back to high school? <laughs> I will always love Domo, um, but I will point out that there is another, like... Uh, uh, what am I call it? Another kind of mascot. I think his name is Gutetama. Gutetama, and oh, it's yeah, like the the, 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 the lazy egg. egg. Yeah. So you know what? Um, I sympathize both with Domo, 
who is always just like mouth agape, ready to do whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I also sympathize heavily with the lazy egg, egg yolk. Are they both just like sort of brands? Like, like that's just it. It's just sort of the character and they yeah. have merchandise and they appear on things. And yeah. just, it's just sort of a, a business entirely predicated on this character. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I don't know specifically is it if it is from uh, this kind of uh, part of J- Japanese culture, but there's like, you know, kawaii culture where everything's cute and bubbly and all that stuff. And uh, my friend... Oh, okay. uh, so apparently, apparently Domo is the mascot of uh, NHK, which is a broadcasting corporation. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that yeah, Gudakama the- is part of Hello Kitty, though. Oh, interesting. Yes, the that I do know. Senrio universe. Yes. Okay, so that 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 definitely is the whole business model of Senrio then. Right. Cute <laughs> things and characters. with like personalities. Yeah. Like really in-depth personalities. Mm-hmm. Did you want to learn about Hello Kitty today? Because guess what? You you came to the wrong place. <laughs> Still haven't um, gotten over the fact that Hello Kitty is not a cat. Uh, well, what is it? Hello Kitty is a normal girl. In like a cat suit? No, not a cat. <laughs> I think that's as as far as they ever elaborate on that. I I don't <laughs> I'm pretty mad about this. I know, right? I'm quite appalled. How how dare you? Why is her name Hello Kitty? Why? I need to know. Why she got cat ears? Where her hair go? I got to know. Answer these questions, Sanrio. I know you're listening. My personal uh, interpretation of this is that uh, she looks like that because that's an, that's a reflection of her her inner self. All right, I guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Sure. That's how I'm reconciling it in my brain. Sure. Absolutely. I'm I'm okay with this. You know what? Same. That, Hello Kitty's a an inner reflection of myself too. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> When you look at me and if you don't see some cat ears on my head, you're doing it wrong. Um, oh, boy. Okay. I see your aura and it has cat ears. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's jump right into the video game news of this week. Um, particularly uh, from Epic's CEO, um, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney has spoken at length, according to PC Gamer, about the company's push into the digital storefront frontier. Um, it wishes to displace Steam, rather what it might take to displace uh, Steam from the marketplace. So, I mean, it might seem like they wish to do so. Um, in an interview with MCV... Uh, Sweeney explained that it will take exclusives, decent prices, and fairer revenue shares with studios. Not necessary, or excuse me, not necessary. The rolling out of new features, not necessarily the rolling out of new features. I assume mm-hmm. that uh, article means to say. Um, so, essentially, I think what he's trying to push here is like console wars, but for DRM? Yeah, that's kind of what it's sounding like. Uh, I mean, you know, Steam has actually 
uh, in a lot of really, really specific ways uh, become almost an embodiment of the PC market in a, like, for instance, I think this is the most illustrative of it, um, <clears throat> where, uh, you know, the PC generic logo was used in, uh, you know, promotional materials mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, various video games that were coming to PC mm-hmm. alongside, you know, like the Xbox logo and the, you know, various Nintendo console logos and such. Um, you know, yeah, I used to say like PC or PC DVD or whatever. Right. And <clears throat> that in recent years has just uh, been completely swapped for for the Steam logo. And I, I think that it, it's interesting to consider that maybe maybe valve almost did that to themselves by making themselves a uh or by making steam a a console like platform in terms of you know having such a monopoly on distribution of pc games mm-hmm. that it actually now you know appears alongside console logos right you know that i i think the next the next service that started doing that prominently was uh the windows universal or the universal windows platform right uh and windows store and such mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think that honestly that's probably the most notable well okay maybe origin did it first but I don't yeah know. origin is origin. O- origin and uh it was like what games for windows live and stuff like that they tried to kind of in- did ga- integrate did, exp- uh, did games for windows yeah, live Xbox. ever actually show up um, Actually, first of all, was there ever a Games for Windows Live Marketplace? Yes. I think there was. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, because I said that out loud and then it just sort of yeah, yeah raised a flag in my brain that I had heard that phrase before. Yeah, it seemed like um, they were trying to do something similar where they had their own market yeah. and they had games that were quote-unquote exclusive, but what it really turned out to be was kind of like a, a DRM on top of a DRM. Yeah. But the first time that I really started to see... Um, well, I mean, so a lot of games that were available on Origin but weren't being published by EA specifically would still use the Steam logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time, aside from you know certain cases with Origin, that I really started to see uh, that sort of um, you know, the, a logo showing up on promotional images alongside console mm-hmm. logos was with the uh, the Windows Store or Windows Ten, I guess. Right. Um, and it's really interesting to see, like, those were the two that were really sort of. I don't know if they were even clashing. I but, don't see. That's uh, the thing. I find kind of interesting about this whole thing is that I don't find that they are clashing at all. And that might be part of uh, Steam's, uh, you know, overreach having all these games under their uh, DRM anyway. But with Epic Games and Origin, uh, what else is there? Uh, Ubisoft's, whatever it is. Um, oh, yeah, you, you right. play. 
I, I guess that's I don't around. even remember it most of the time. Um, but yeah. with with all of the all of these things, uh, there doesn't really seem to be much competition. And if there is, yeah. they're all still technically free programs that you just use to, uh, you know, go through the marketplace or the games or whatever. So I, I it doesn't seem right. as valuable to try and push one uh, DRM over another the way it seems to that you would push a PS4 over an Xbox. Well, it's especially interesting also that like, okay, so you mentioned Uplay. I feel like Uplay has kind of existed in, in a really similar space to um, like where the Battle.net app has started to exist sure. more and more. Uh, which, I mean, I guess they're st- they're officially calling it the Blizzard app, but it's still like, it's still Battle.net.exe. Right. right. <laughs> Um, right click on the icon that just says Battle.net. Um, I'll never get rid of it. On my taskbar. I can't. Yeah. Um, now the interesting thing there is it Battle.net really seems to be again in the same space as Uplay where they're almost, ex- well, I think, I think Uplay is at least almost exclusively just selling Ubisoft games. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, Battle.net is exclusively selling uh, games developed or published by Activision mm-hmm. Blizzard. And even then, currently only two Activision titles. Uh, but uh, what's really interesting to me is that Epic kind of took their Fortnite launcher and gave it sort of a similar... Uh, I guess a similar purpose as the Battle.net app. Mm-hmm. But the really distinctive thing that they're doing now, of course, is opening it up to additional, uh, you know, opening it up to all manner of third-party... Right, uh, different uh, developers, developers, right. And uh, And so, yeah, this is the first... This is the first time since Origin, I think, that I've seen... Uh, we've really had a large publisher try to take on something sure. like this. And I guess I've kind of been talking in circles about this, but um, uh, it's really interesting to see, especially that we're now at a point where, you know, I think when origin came out and the reason origin has failed so far to really take on steam is because it is, it came out at a time where we were not yet fatigued by right. steam and the glut of just unforgivably terrible uh, games had, if I recall correctly, barely even really properly mm-hmm. begun. Right. The, the, you know, the acceptance of all <laughs> games policy had, hadn't really passed on green light. <laughs> yeah. Um, we won't go into. I mean, it. even Greenlight was only in its infancy, right? At that point. Yeah. Um, you you brought up something interesting, though. I think that's worth touching on, and that's the fact that Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, um, you know, they have their DRM for their games. They have, uh, and then Epic has a similar thing going on where they have it for Fortnite and uh, what other few games they have, and those games are mostly multiplayer. So I right. I kind of compare it to. 
uh, like the Nexon launcher for MapleStory and Mapanogi and MapleStory 2 and all those games. And similarly for... And and even something like uh, the... Uh, the oh, I forgot what they're called. The people who made uh, Ion. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they have a similar kind of launcher. It's like... I mean that's been a, been a thing for right. a long time. And but and I think that's I think launches. that's part of where Steam fails because Valve Valve as a corporation used to develop games and they've yeah. kind of stopped doing that now. So if you don't I think part of the draw of having the Epic Games launcher and the Origin launcher and all these other ones is that um they have specific MMO games that are tied to their business. They still are making games, whereas Steam is just kind of selling games on behalf of others. Um, so if, if Valve mm-hmm. tried to kick it up again and maybe release Half-Life 3 or something like that, <laughs> maybe they might see an, a, a huge rise in people coming back to Steam, yeah. uh, even if it is just for one game or two games that they might make, they still might keep a good core uh, you know, uh, player base and, and revenue ser- service. Right. I hadn't considered that before. Um, it, I, it's definitely interesting to think about steam now as just sort of being a place where you can right. buy games instead of a place where valve fellow game developer is, you know, <clears throat> it's weird. Uh, selling not only their games but also it's weird to say that you've forgotten that they ever made a game because they made some of the most popular games for their time i mean i got well okay i made my steam account originally because i wanted to try the audio surf demo right but i started actually using steam for anything but playing audio surf (laughs) because i got into valve's games right i don't think that I, I, I think that if I hadn't got it, gotten into Valve's games, I probably would have actually remained a nearly Nintendo exclusive gamer for another like four years, maybe before you know mm-hmm. things really started to pick up with PC gaming the way they did. Right. Um, something Sweeney said in his interview was about the uh, get the the revenue, right? Giving a big cut of the revenue to the developers, and we saw that early on when they started bringing in these third party uh, uh, systems. I can't remember, right? Or excuse me, developers. That was, one, that was one of their really big selling points, like right off the bat. Right, they they really kicked it off really hard too. Uh, I think it was early or mid 2018 when that happened. Um, I think it was late 2018. You think so? I Because uh, I, I just remember it being like still <clears throat> kind of fresh news when they started announcing a lot of things at the Game Awards. Right, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know that I've seen Steam really retaliate against it. Yeah, I think they're... I've really got gotten the impression that Valve is extremely comfortable in their place mm-hmm. with Steam, and I, I haven't really gotten the impression that they see much of a threat to their competition. That's true. Or a threat in their competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my last takeaway on it, I guess, would be like, 
what if people start abandoning steam? What are, you know, what options do they have at that point? They, I mean, aside from matching Epic games contribution to the developers, what, what are they doing different that Epic isn't already doing or trying to do? Right. Well, it's really, that is interesting. I'm thinking about how, like at this point, I think steam is, like maybe the starting to become closer to like fourth most attractive uh, <clears throat> distribution platform mm-hmm. for indie developers, you know, right. maybe fifth even. Right. Cause I think, I think a lot of indie developers are starting to even look at like itch as a more attractive uh, platform. Like, even even for just visibility because it's like okay people are going to see to say i want to play i want to i want to see what indie games are out there that i would like to play you know are you going to go search itch or are you going to go sorry are you going to go search steam first or are you going to go straight to itch because you know you might actually have a larger percentage of good things that you'll find there right and you know, then of course the, the you know Nintendo has been in a surprising development, stealing away a lot of uh, a lot of Steam's you know indie clout. That's very true. And uh, and and so now you know uh, you you look at stuff like uh, Super Giant Games being courted by Epic for uh their their new game which a name escapes me um hades or something mm-hmm. yeah that uh yeah if if epic can continue to you know court more indie developers and you know that they're already from what i've seen taking a much more curated approach to their library than valve is mm-hmm. which you know, Valve's approach is not really at all a curated approach. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is put everything on yeah. here. Please, please let us host more files. We don't care what what kinds of files yeah. they are. <laughs> it's uh, it's a mess. That's kind of it's, it's a, mess. a bit of a mess. Uh, I, I of course, if you say something think- like maybe Valve should. Uh, work on making sure that certain games don't get through. It's like, well, maybe that's a censorship issue. Maybe it's just a bad game. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Ugh. I think that I think that all all storefronts have a duty to have some standards. If only to protect you know? their own <laughs> ass, right? <laughs> of course. Jesus. <laughs> like you know, at some point if if you want to be the people who are giving a platform to, you know, potentially controversial sub- subjects uh from all you know, even the most extreme perspectives or whatever else, at that point you might want to consider specializing instead of, you know, You've, they've already built up this huge, 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 like omnipresent library right. of everything. 
they sort of at this point are locked into being the you know the department store the walmart of games i don't know there's just they have everything and so they're going to need to trim the fat i guess right focus their their offerings a little more um, just a little (laughs) or else they're I think they're just going to end up losing something that might be very important right. to them. Because you're uh, not making games anymore, as we've pointed yeah. out very, very well. Where's Half-Life 3? Bring yeah. it on. Okay. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Valve, we're going to slightly switch gears over to the... Speaking of things that Valve right. lost. Yeah. Oh, good point. No, you're right. Um, we're going to switch gears just a little bit to talk about the Left 4 Dead studio, Turtle Rock. Um, they have announced a new zombie shooter called Back 4 Blood, um, which uh, Destructoid very well points out is not a battle royale game. Um, sorry, everybody else. Um, no, I'm kidding. I like battle royale games, too. Um, so the company has announced Back for Blood, uh, which they are working on with publisher WB Interactive. Uh, Turtle Rock says the company is going back to their roots uh, with this one and confirms that the game will be available for PC, PS4, and Xbox One platforms with, quote-unquote, more possibilities, as Destructoid puts it. Um, it's going to be a triple A title. Uh, apparently there's going to be microtransactions, but those aren't yet set in stone. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, they also say to keep an eye on their discord channel for more news. So that's pretty cool that they're being kind of inclusive. Mm. Um, their official FAQ has a lot of information on the game, including tidbits like what happened to your other game slash partnership, uh, probably referencing Valve and some others. Um, so I, it's a little early to talk about it now, but I would still want to because I really enjoyed Left 4 Dead. Um, I enjoyed Left 4 Dead too, even though Turtle Rock didn't exactly work on that one. Um, some people from Turtle Rock did, but not everyone. Um, but I, I think it's interesting that they've decided to, you know, ahead of all the possible game conferences that they're uh, that are coming up in the next couple months, weeks, even, um, they've decided to get ahead of that, put out their own little uh, blast for immediate uh, publication, uh, and say, yeah, we're we're back, we're we're doing back for blood in the same, in the same way that the, you know, the four is in there, like we're in the early two thousands. So, so I don't know. I'm just, I'm really hoping that it's, you know, that spiritual successor to back or, you know, left for dead that we want to be um, real, you know, really good and, and bring back some of those, uh, those uh, things that we know and love the first person shooter for zombies and getting together with your friends and having nonsense fun. Yeah. Um, So, so what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Well, I, yeah, I, I think I, I think a lot of people uh, will probably share my uh, very, very confused feelings about turtle rock as a Mm. developer. Um, 
I did not play Evolve myself, though I was interested in it during the run-up to its mm-hmm. release. Um, and I guess it went free-to-play, but at that point I was just sort of tired of hearing right. about it. Um, yeah, so obviously Left 4 Dead is sort of just an undeniably wonderful classic game. Uh, and I... I, I want to I want to think that a lot of the you know creative energy and and minds behind Left for Dead are still intact at Turtle Rock or Back for mm-hmm. Blood. Um, you know the idea of them doing a game that is you know at least somewhat of a spiritual successor for left for dead and of course we don't really know what the gameplay is going to be like we just know that it is about shooting zombies or do is it about shooting zombies maybe it's just about being in a world with zombies i don't see the word shoot um in the section here on wikipedia back for blood well wait what what are we talking we're still talking about left for dead talking about left for uh sorry (laughs) left left for blood i almost said back Back for for left Um, Back for for Blood is a co-op zombie FPS with new features. Yeah, Um, this is on the. Oh, they said co-op. This is on the FAQ that is linked on the Destructoid article. Um, So in that case, it is it is more of a more of a spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Right. There's there's also uh, PvP. Uh, announced. There's a campaign announced, so it's probably going to be that very yeah. good spiritual successor, right? So, going back to Evolve, um, everything that I saw about Evolve, if I recall correctly, was that <clears throat> it was a game that had very good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it had a lot going for it, and. You know, the it's it's always easy to fall back on the tried and true. It's the publisher's fault, but uh, I, I I recall Evolve's main point of failure being that so much of the content was just sort of carved out and sold as bonus mm-hmm. material to the point where if you had been able to get all or most of it for $60, it would have actually felt like a complete product. But, uh, you know, <laughs> with with it all being sold separately, what you got as the base product was not something that many people felt was worth $60. Right. So, you know, as a result of that, the whole product or project kind of crashed and burned, and they ended up sort of being forced to go free-to-play in order to you know, try to recoup some, some of the player base that mm-hmm. I think probably would have been interested in it if it had been uh, handled better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always yeah. rough to lose like so, full player, full on large swaths of player base just gone. Yeah, I think Turtle Rock is going to be haunted. Yes. And they kind of they kind of point that out in their FAQ. Uh, there's a part in it says that says, uh, "Where is Evolve Two? How dare you?" And then it says, "You know, 
2K <laughs> owns the rights to Evolve, and our contract work on the game expired in 2016. So please contact 2K for all Evolve related work or questions. Right. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. Like, I guess my my main concern is not necessarily with the capability of Turtle Rock, since they've proven themselves to be, you know, at least very competent at making great mm-hmm. gameplay. Uh, you know, even if Evolve had issues, which again seemed to be more about the uh, um, the the marketing and sales strategy than about the game itself. So, you know, my I hear WB Interactive, and I a worry. little bit, yes, I agree there. Um, I, I I worry that they may have just sort of gotten out of a contract with one uh, slightly predatory publisher into a contract with another maybe more predatory publisher. Oh yeah. WB interactive (laughs) does not unfortunately have the best uh, uh, track record for being uh, let's just call them good dudes. (laughs) Are they the one wait? Who who published Shadow of War? I believe that was WB. Um, let me see. Shadow of War. That's the, That's the yep. Published by Warner Brother. Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Yes. Yes. That that is exactly why I am afraid that Turtle Rock with Back for Blood might end up being sort of strong armed into a situation of sadly repeating what happened uh involved. yes yeah in, in addition they it's, did not handle yeah. the um they had a lawsuit against them for a mobile game that uh resembled it, it was a um i think it was a game of thrones no i can't remember what the mobile game was <laughs> but it was very similar to the uh fallout mobile game the shelter game um where you had to build yes. the shelter and help people and all that stuff. It was very similar. They, oh yeah. I think I, I they were not, they, it was not a good look for, uh, for interactive <laughs> at all. So, yeah. so yeah, my, my biggest concern there specifically is that, you know, shadow of war is another example of an ostensibly fantastic game, or at least very competently developed and fun and good mm-hmm. in a lot of respects that was, just crippled by, you know, more predatory monetization mm-hmm. tactics and, and, you know, its entire progression system was kind of gutted so that they could put in loot boxes. Right. Uh, so, you know, regardless of, you know, I, I, I like to think we might be sort of uh, loot boxes might be sort of on their way God, out. Please. <laughs> but, Either way, we've already seen uh, Turtle Rock have one, uh, you know, ostensible failure on their hands with other sorts of uh, unsavory monetization practices hampering what was an otherwise great game from everything that I heard. Right. So, I don't know. Best of luck with Turtle Rock. I really 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 want this to be good because i played so much left for dead and i mean you know i i never want a publisher that i don't like to make another bad thing 
<laughs> you know, if if Warner Brothers makes you know, you know help, helps Turtle Rock to make something genuinely great with you know no or at least few downsides, uh, like I will be overjoyed, and I and I want that to happen, but I can't help but be paranoid uh, hearing this news. You know, absolutely. But uh, you know, and it. Ended on a positive note. Turtle Rock, good luck. I want to. I want to play your game. <laughs> yes, please let me play another. I'm gonna. I might go play Left 4 Dead later. Like just because I love Left 4 yeah, Dead. Hit me up if you and, need a fourth. <laughs> and I want to love Back for Blood. Mm-hmm. Back for Blood. And I want to love Back for Blood two and three when I'm like in my fifties. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we're going to start wrapping up here. Uh, as always, to wrap up, uh, I ask my guest to give a recommendation to the listeners. Uh, what game or games do you think we should be playing? Take it away. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, you know what? With uh, with Sekiro coming out, I said that with a really like mm. <laughs> Sekiro. Se- Sekiro. I'm an Sekiro. American. <laughs> With Sekiro coming oh, out America. soon. Uh, I, I, I think it would be a very good time to go back and revisit uh, some of FromSoft's older games, especially in the uh, Soulsborne purview, because that's what I've been mm-hmm. doing recently, and I've been having a really great time. Uh, Bloodborne very. is... Bloodborne just keeps getting better than I remember it being. Like every time I come yes. back to it, I find something um, about it. I'm not super into Dark Souls, but I saw a Dark Souls like meme video today. Mm-hmm. Um, ju- it was just like someone had spliced together some popular song from the uh, 2015, I think, and put a bunch of bar- Dark Souls references in it. And I was like, yeah, I might go play this. <laughs> yeah. You know, just to, hey, how to you know get what? me there. You know what? If you do a, uh, if you finally do a, a Resident Evil stream for me, I will do a Dark Souls stream for you. <gasps> That's such a good trade. <laughs> that is such a good trade. Because I, let me tell you something. Like, honest to God, I hate Dark Souls. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm not good at it. I get trashed every time and i'm just like mm, I, I don't think i want to play this ever again actually i want to forget that it happened <laughs> have you have you tried bloodborne no okay because uh, i don't have a ps4 ah, okay <clears throat> the thing with blood with bloodborne is bloodborne tar- taught me to enjoy the dark souls series because hmm. it it sort of does certain things with the gameplay that kind of you then you get into uh, Bloodborne and you go back to Dark Souls if you weren't already, you know, really into it or used to its gameplay and you start to realize, oh, I'm doing really well because of the things that Bloodborne taught me. I think Bloodborne does a better job of teaching mm. you how to like the right mindset to have when going through those. I things. get it. Yeah. So maybe I'll do a Bloodborne stream. I don't know. Whatever you want. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. Well, that's it for the weekly cooldown. Marcy, do you have anything to plug? Oh, gosh. Oh, hey. A uh, friend of the show, Paul Henderson, and I have recently released uh, a single for a debut, debut single for our new band, Liquid Bewilderment, which is 
That's right. The name that Paul came up with, the night we just can't seem to shake. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's it's a it's a fun little uh, synth pop new wave track about uh, social media burnout. Um, You can check that out at uh, liquidbewilderment.bandcamp.com or wherever you buy music, because we actually put it on the the big time storefronts for once. Oh, is it on Spotify? On I gotta Spotify, add it to it. It's on Apple Music. It's on oh, Amazon. Oh, I gotta get it on a playlist. Hell yeah. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> Look out for that link in the description as well. Um, so, with that all said, be sure to check me out. I am your boy, Kami Jace. I'm Kami Jace Gaming on Twitter. Kami Jace Gaming on Twitch. Um, I will be actually starting up a, uh, a new kind of segment with uh, a friend of mine on Twitch. So stay tuned for more news about that. Uh, check out the weekly cooldown wherever you get podcasts. Tell your friends about it because I need more listeners. Um, we are now also on Anchor. Check out Anchor. Anchor is a very cool way to both listen to and create your own podcast. So check that out. Uh, ooh, go to the weekly cooldown Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, weekly cooldown. Pretty sure that's it. Um, I've updated a whole lot of the uh, whatchamacallisms, the the tiers, the tiers. I've upgraded a whole lot of the tiers. There's some really cool new stuff on there. Uh, some you can have access to some uh, Patreon only bonus episodes, all kind of cool stuff. So check out those things, like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, like us wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, give us some some uh, reviews. Leave five stars on Apple, all that good stuff. Do it, please. That is all for the week of cooldown. I'm going to go pet my cat. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.